I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This is WikiShuffle. Hello. This is Chris. Hello. And Phil. Hello. And I'm Jack. And welcome to another episode where we're going to delve into the wonderful world of Wikipedia. Um, First off, though, we need to talk about Phil's face. Mm. Let's talk about my face. Because Phil has... Shaved his beard off for charity. Yeah. Um, what? Which charity was it? Uh, Macmillan Nurses. And um, you did this at work. I did. And you were held down. I was held down. I was there. Oh, and the blindfolded for yeah. no good. You were reason. blindfolded for no reason yeah. at all. <laughs> Just in case you looked in a mirror to see the horror. There weren't any mirrors there. It was. It was a pretty weird experience because while you were blindfolded and getting held down, you were against your will and you were struggling. All these people came in with cameras and just sort of swarmed upon him. Mm. It was really weird. I didn't like that bit. I was one of them as well, so <laughs> you didn't like it, but you did it anyway. Yeah, I was. I was putting on the internet. So. You don't like your face without a beard. I definitely don't like my face without a no. beard. No, I don't either. Yeah, Chris was saying in the car on the way over that he doesn't like it. <laughs> <laughs> I, was like, I don't like his face. <laughs> it's really difficult. <laughs> well, it's like if you change something so fundamental to your face, you're a stranger to me now. Yeah. For at least a couple of weeks. It's coming back now. So, listeners, you can probably notice some slight change in the acoustics as a consequence of mine. Oh, yeah, maybe. Um, thank you to any Wikishuffle listeners who donated, because I did do a bit of a shout-out and um, beg for donations. And some of you responded, and thank you very much for your kindly, kindly hearts. Kindly, kindly hearts. You were one of the people who sponsored. I was, yeah, yeah. I was just because I wanted my name on the thing, so everyone went, oh, he's a good guy. You put Uh, up this front of this hard, soulless person, but mm -hmm. inside you're like a big, squishy caramel. I don't think that's true. I think I am quite dead inside. Mm. No, I'm sure that the Macmillan nurses already appreciate that £3.50 you (laughs) (laughs) generate. Uh, just to clarify, it was it was ten pounds, and I put gift aid on it. So Phil, fuck off. All right, let's do a wiki shuffle. Wang. Don't. Lin Wang. Is going to say anything? Lin Wang was born on January the 18th, 1917, and died on February the 26th, 2003. Old. She was an Asian elephant that served with the Chinese Expeditionary Force during the Second Sino-Japanese War of 1937 to 1945, and later relocated to Taiwan. So it's an animal with a job. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> I'm sick of this. <laughs> well, it's just another example. Yeah, but that's a totally different thing. Is it? <laughs> yes. This one has a proper job. This one might have a rank. Oh, right. I don't know. Uh, I didn't realise elephants lived that long. That's a they long... do live a long time. Elephants. Like 80-odd years. Yeah. 
Fair play. Yeah, 86-year-old elephant. And mm. that's, you know, one that's been mm. in a war. I mean, they all do look about that age. From yeah. birth. Yeah, yeah, but I didn't realise they actually were. Um, yeah, it's not really a job, though. It is a job. Well, what, how, what part of that's not a job? Well, you it doesn't get a wage. I might get peanuts. Or st- do elephants eat peanuts, or is that just in cartoons? <laughs> that's just in cartoons. Okay. I think they will. Yeah. Oh, yeah, probably. Yeah. All right, let's learn about uh, Lin Volunteer Wang. work. Let's read about Lin <laughs> Wang. <laughs> Lin Wang lived out most of his, li- his life. I, call, I called him a her earlier. I'm sorry for misgendering you, Lin Wang. He's called Wang. Come on. <laughs> of course he's got a Wang. He lived out most of his life in the Taipei Zoo and unquestionably was the most popular and famous animal in Taiwan. No citation. Yeah. Well, there you go. Unquestionably, though. Some things you don't need to put a citation mm. in because they're just unquestioned. Many adults and children alike affectionately called the bull elephant Grandpa Lin Wang. The Sino-Japanese War. After Japan attacked Pearl Harbor in 1941, the Sino-Japanese War, which began in 1937, became a part of the greater conflict of World War II. When the Japanese proceeded to attack British colonies in Burma, Generalissimo Chiang Kai-shek formed the Chinese Expeditionary Force under the leadership of General Sun Li Jen to fight the Burma campaign. After a battle at a Japanese camp in 1943, Lin Wang, along with 12 other elephants, were captured by the Chinese. Prisoners of war. <laughs> not a job, per it's se. Job. No, it's not a job. It's uh, you know, an effect of the job that they were doing. <laughs> we're going to have a fight one of these weeks. <laughs> these elephants were used by the Japanese army to transport supplies and pull artillery pieces. The Allied forces also used these elephants to do similar tasks. At this time, Lin Wang was named Ah Mei, meaning the beautiful. That's oh, a nice nickname. Oh, that's nice. much nicer than Lin Wang. Yeah. Um, it doesn't say what Lin Wang means. That might also mean the beautiful. <laughs> might do in your eyes. <laughs> in 1945, the expeditionary force was recalled back to China. The elephants and their handlers marched through the Burma Road and six elephants died during the difficult trek. By the time they arrived in Guangdong, the war ended. However, the elephant service with the army was not over. They participated in building some monuments for the martyrs of the war, and in the spring of 1946, they also performed for a circus to raise money for famine relief in the Hunan province. Later, four elephants in the group were sent to the zoos of Beijing, Shanghai, Nanjing, and Changsha. At some point, you're going to get really good at just pronouncing things and being convincing. But not yet. You're not yet. Not yet. <laughs> Thanks. That was a wonderful backhanded <laughs> Come back in episode 300. <laughs> the remaining three elephants, including Lin Wang, were relocated to a park in Guangzhou. So I'm guessing that these um, monuments that they were being employed to construct after the war mm. were for martyrs that were human, not for martyrs that were elephants. I'd have been quite yeah. begrudging about that if I was an elephant, mm. building a human monument when I know that my mates have been killed. Well, it's a living. Around it's a living. Life. It is a living. It is a yeah. living. <laughs> In Taiwan, in 1947, Sun Li Jen was sent to Taiwan to train new troops. He took the three elephants with him, though one sick elephant died during the trip across the oh, strait. This is like animals are farthing wood. <laughs> it's <laughs> it's horrible. Very similar. Yeah. That was pretty tragic. Yeah, I might do that as a bonus episode at some point. So we can all re- remember the horrors. Can remember when the, the pheasant got cooked in front of his wife. <laughs> the two remaining elephants were used to transport logs and accomplish other simple tasks near the army base in Fongshan, Kwashiung, 
Oh, that's not right. In 1951, the other elephant died, and Lin Wang became the only one left of the original 13 elephants from the Burmese days. Lin Wang, they said he was 80-odd, 86, I think we said. Yeah. Um, recent researchers suggest that both African and American elephants... American? That's not a thing. No. That's not a thing. Asian. Okay, this this website is not a reputable <laughs> website. <laughs> I'm just going to assume that, yeah, he was 86, and that's fine. But um, Google does say... Um, 60 to 70 years is quite normal. Yeah, so... So, I mean, this is quite a long time ago, so maybe they just lied. Could have lied. In 1952, the army decided to give Lin Wang to Taipei Zoo at Yuan Shan, where he met his lifelong mate, Malan. At this time, Lin Wang was still named Ah Mei, and the keeper of the zoo felt that the name was too feminine. Nice. (laughs) Thus, his name was changed to King of the Forest. King of the Forest. Abbreviated Lin Wang. However, a reporter misheard the name and published his name as Lin Wang. There's some different. uh, There's some different accents over the A there, but I don't know how to pronounce those differently. The the accent is different. It's different. Yeah, it's pointing the other way. It's pointing the other way. I probably could have just let that go. Lin Wang became the most famous and popular animal in Taiwan, and in 1983, the zoo threw the first birthday party for his 66th birthday. It'd be weird if they'd already thrown him a party for his 66th birthday. Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Since then, his birthday was celebrated every year on the last Sunday of October at the zoo, attracting thousands of visitors, including visitations from Taipei mayors. In 1980, the zoo relocated from Yuan Shan to Mukha, and many Taipei citizens crowded along the streets to see the animals, particularly Ling Wang's house moving. In so a he's a proper elephant celebrity. Proper elephant And celebrity. if you look, if you do look at this page, there's a lovely picture of Ling Wang and his mates posing for a <laughs> selfie. <laughs> his mates. Well, yeah, it says Ling Wang and his army comrades. Yeah, it's quite it's nice. a nice picture. They're posing. Ling Wang, to be fair, isn't too interested because he is an elephant. and he's not capable of having mates or jobs or understanding the concept of a selfie yeah that's true you you say like oh he's an elephant he's a big celebrity but we have loads of celebrity animals bodger who bodger yeah from badger and badger yeah he's famous isn't badger the badger and bodger's a bodger no bodger's bodger's the the man and yeah. badger's the so, badger so you said yeah. badger so was said the badger, badger was famous, did i uh, yeah. yeah i mean badger is famous but he's not a famous animal <laughs> well <laughs> shit we all <laughs> okay bad example but what about um pudsey, <laughs> what, about pudsey. what about paddington paddington i mean it's not it's not really real so it doesn't yeah you, the fic- pudsey. not fiction pudsey. non-fiction is uh yeah i'm trying to, to be yeah. struggling all right I'm, I'm trying to get my head straight between fiction and non-fiction and man and animal yeah. and i'm almost there Almost okay. I've got a final know. exam next week. Okay. <laughs> Keep working towards that. Thanks, I will. Um, um, Ross's so, monkey. So you're struggling to think of an actual famous monkey, and if you can't, no, whoa, whoa, an actual whoa, whoa, famous whoa. animal. Yeah, I, I named one Pudsey off of Britain's Got Talent. There's a dog. It like walked about. It got. Oh, ah. I thought you were talking about Pudsey, the charity no, raising. That's, that's silly. Blind that's, bear. Okay, I thought you'd just made your normal trick of mixing up real and... <laughs> no, and no, that real. one. That I was... think that was a very well-timed save, though. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I was thinking of Pudsey. You know when someone's thinking the, on the their dog. feet and they get it just right and then we go, oh, fair enough. And yeah. secretly, you're going, phew. <laughs> well, Pudsey, is there any others? Um, that octopus that could predict the football. Oh, Paul. Paul yeah, the octopus. He, was, he was German, I think, wasn't he? And then you obviously have Cecil the Lion, Kenyon. Mm. Yeah. Um, 
big bird American. Oh, I've done it again. <laughs> <laughs> it is tricky. You yeah. are doing well. You're getting out. Um, the Blue Peter animals. Quite uh, a lot of those are famous. Uh, there you yeah. go. Shep. Shep. Um, bouncer. But fictional. <laughs> no, not fictional. Like well, the, yeah, He was fictional. a dog, though. He's not. F- yeah, but you don't know what the dog was called. If you can tell me what the dog it was, was probably called. called. It was probably called Bouncer. Unlikely. Why? Well, why what about Eddie see? from Frasier? Probably not called Eddie. Probably called mm. Eddie. And they, yeah, they count as famous because they might have been playing characters, but they were actors. They were still animals. Know their actual they had name, a job. They had, had a job. They were acting. <laughs> you, you switch sides. <laughs> <laughs> He's convinced me. If you don't know their actual name, then they're not that famous. Their character is famous. Yeah, but that's like um, <coughs> Dot Cotton off EastEnders. She's famous. June Brown is famous. Ah. Well done. That's about <laughs> the only standard character I could possibly have named. I picked the worst one. <laughs> Les anyway. off Coronation Street. Les? Is it Les? Les Battersby. Yeah, he's, he's, he's called... Les. No. Barry Stenders. He is just Barry from his Yeah, yeah. He should be in the zoo. He's super famous. He should be in the zoo. He'll do it. <laughs> Where were we going with this? I don't feel like don't we had know. a point to make. Uh, elephants, let's go back to okay. elephants. What happened to Ling Wang? So Ling Wang, he's moved house. Mm-hmm. There was a house moving. Um, oh, it's getting sad now. Mm. But I feel like it's getting sad for the like you know natural reasons. <laughs> yeah, how do you know? It's getting old. In, li- in 2003, Lin Wang suffered arthritis on his left hind leg. He started to lose appetite along with other complications. His condition started to go downhill rapidly. Early and retirement. On February the 26th, Lin Wang died. Okay, really early retirement then. Mm. His memorial service, which lasted several weeks, Whoa. was visited by tens of thousands of people, many of whom left cards and flowers for the elephant. Lin Wang was posthumously awarded Honorary Taipei Citizen, Taipei Citizen, by Taipei Mayor Ma Ying Zhou. President Chen Shui Bian sent a wreath with a card addressing to our forever friend Lin Wang. Which the forever friends were, they were bears, weren't they? So he's got that wrong. That's true. (laughs) This is, out of all the wiki shuffle things we've done, this is the most beautiful story. (laughs) This is so nice. It's more of an indictment of the other stories (laughs) rather than praise for this one. Legacy. Compared to the average life expectancy of 70 for a typical Asian elephant, Lin Wang lived much longer and died at the age of 86. If only I'd just let you read on. (laughs) (laughs) He is the longest living elephant in captivity, surpassing Lakshmikuti from India, who reached the age of 84 before she died in 1997. In addition to his service in the army, Lin Wang also became a cultural icon and an inseparable part of the memories of many. Mm. His life mirrored important events in history, such as the wars in China and later the economic miracle of Taiwan. And three generations of people remember him fondly as a part of national identity. In 2004, Lin Wang was immortalised in a life-size specimen in Taipei Zoo. Now, I've had a bit more of a thought about what it is that makes you famous. Mm-hmm. Now, the famous humans that we talked about, yeah. if Roger. you put them in a lineup with other humans, mm-hmm. you could tell which one it was. Yeah. Now, I'm going to guess even his most fervent followers mm. would have struggled to tell in a lineup of elderly Asian elephants which mm. one Lin Wang was. Mm. You're walking mm. a dangerous line here, Phil. <laughs> if it was a cartoon, <laughs> he'd have some kind of feature that made him recognisable, like yeah. a scar or one of his tusks a bit yeah. broken, because that's what you have to well, do in His cartoons. enchanting smile. Yeah, he had an enchanting smile. Did you not read the article, Phil? 
It's beauty. What if you if right? I love Jedward. If you got Jen and John and Edward in here in a lineup, could you tell which one is John? I can mm. tell which two were Jedward, <laughs> and that's how they want to be known anyway. Mm, okay. Okay. Bad example. I've got nothing. I don't mm. even know if I could tell which two were Jedward. <laughs> 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 if you had a bunch of twins, mm-hmm. oh, and they hadn't got the hair, I'm not sure that I could tell you which ones were Jedward. If they hadn't, their, if they didn't, why wouldn't they have the hair? Well, it's no, very that's specific. Their only, that's their only recognising feature. Uh, okay, I suppose. So mm. if, uh, their hair, if they were wearing hats, I'm not sure that I could tell which ones were Jedward. They wouldn't be able to contain themselves, though. They'd tell they... you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done! <laughs> it's too much for them. <laughs> hey, Phil, my name's John. His is Edward. Together we are Jedward. We're in the game, Jedward. <laughs> we're over here. We got you here from... Belfast. <laughs> Belfast. Is it Dublin? Yeah, it's Dublin. Ugh. Come on. Damn it. They're not British. We're not claiming them. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Jedward, if you're listening, I love you. Shades of pink. Ah, oh, is this smut? It's a... Ooh la la. <laughs> this article is about notable tints and shades of the colour pink. These various oh. colours are shown <laughs> below. This is going to be tedious. Is it? Yes. Shades of pink. I've, I was hooked instantly when you said it, but yeah. But if <laughs> it's actually a list of shades of pink. When you thought it was a dirty, I'm dirty out. film. Different yeah. story. Ones, I think. And we're going to talk about shades of pink without the listeners being able to see the shades of pink that no, we're talking about. Groundbreaking. This is where the format falls down. No, not at all, because they can use the power of their imagination. Yeah. Oh. Because I imagine they do describe them quite well. So you'll be able to just think, oh, pink. Like, close your eyes. Think pink. Close your eyes and think pink. What do you see? Well, some of now, what them. What do you see? I see pink, but I'm not sure what shade it is. Well, well, maybe we'll be able to tell. Some of them, is there is a description that helps you with it. Others of them, there's nothing in there. New York pink. Ah. ah metropolitan. Sort of a hot pink. No, oh. that's, that's different. That's hot pink. That's, oh, right, okay. That's listed separately. <laughs> <laughs> See, this isn't going to work. Right, What is there one for pink? Okay, there are four computer web colour pinks, which are pink, light pink, hot pink, and deep pink. Ooh, Ooh deep pink. And then there are a further 44, <sighs> 44 notable pink colours. See? Is the word pink... Sounding a little bit weird to everyone else now. Not yet. Give, pink, it, give pink, it a while, though. Pink. Doesn't right. sound right, does it? Pink. I'm going to see how quickly I can read out 44 different versions of pink. Are you going to do it? Yep. Strap yourselves in. For, for Phil's 50 shades of... <laughs> four, 44 shades of pink. Okay, Get ready, ready, girls. Go. Champagne, lace, piggy, pale, baby, Spanish, cameo, orchid, cherry blossom, light hot, lavender, cotton. Oh, I've lost my space. Oh. <laughs> Carnation, Baker Miller, Tickle Me, Amaranth, Charm, China. Was Mimi. Tickle Me one or are you just, you're just feeling <laughs> just amorous? Cry for help. <laughs> Mimi, Tango, Congo, Pastel, New York, Solid, Silver, Queen, Pink Lavender, Mountbatten, Pantone Pink, Dark Pink, Mexican, Barbie, Fandango, Paradise, Brink. That's Brink Pink. <laughs> French. <laughs> Bright, Persian, Rose, Light, Deep, Ultra Pink, Shocking, Super, and Steel. And so, two in the... <laughs> sounds like you're opening up a brothel. And these are like <laughs> all, <of> the, <laughs> all the employees. <laughs> China, Mimi, Champagne, Charm, this Queen, is the lineup. Pink. Yeah. 
Would you ever consider opening a brothel, Phil? You could Phil actually you could use this entire Wikipedia page as the so name of your club, the name of your girls. Girls, yeah. All their room doors it, could be a, the color. They could be the hex. Um, the hex numbers. <laughs> tremendously Caucasian uh, brothel that I <laughs> <laughs> You wouldn't have it any other way. <laughs> yeah, you might run into difficulty. <laughs> I'm opening Fifty Shades of Brown next door. <laughs> uh, right is displayed the web color pink. You have to imagine, imagine that. Imagine that. that. That's just your standard pink. pink. You could um, read out the hex code. All the and then cover geeks out all the hex yeah, geeks. If you want, it's FFC0CB. Ooh. So if that helps you imagine it, type or, it in now. <laughs> if you prefer that in RGB format, that's 255192203. I know that, that I'm really painting a picture you there are. for you. Um, the HSV code is 350, 100%, 88%. I don't even know what that is. Mm. Um, Colors. Immediately under that is displayed the web colour light pink, which my eyes can see no difference between. No, it might be the monitor, but they look exactly the same. Worlds apart. Just imagine it. This, <laughs> this is the worst idea for a podcast. Who thought this up? Hot pink. Everyone loves hot pink. Hot pink is noticeably different. But light pink, to the right is displayed the web colour light pink. The name of the web colour is written as light pink with no space in HTML for computer display. Although this colour is called light pink, it can be ascertained by inspecting its hex code. It is actually a slightly deeper, not a lighter tint of what? pink than no. the colour pink itself. Come on. A more accurate name for it in terms of traditional colour nomenclature would therefore be medium light pink. Oh, for this is, they've gone out, wrong mate. already. This is the second pink and they've gone wrong. They've got their own colour wrong. Okay. I admit, up until this point, it's been fairly dry. In the handkerchief code of the gay leather <laughs> subculture, wearing a light pink bandana means that one is into dildo play. Oh, better get your hex code right. <laughs> yeah. You're into this game. The, 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 the handkerchief code can go badly wrong. <laughs> There's so many now. Let's. You know what? We're going to have to take a detour into the handkerchief. Um into the handkerchief code because that is you think that sounds more interesting for you more interesting than leave reading all of the shades of pink we're yeah, coming I back to so. the shades of pink because i think we're going to find some something else out okay there. but let's have a little detour so the handkerchief code also known as the hanky code the bandana code and flagging is a color-coded system employed usually among the gay male casual sex seekers practitioners in the United States, Canada and Europe to indicate preferred sexual fetishes. What mm. kind of sex they are seeking and whether they are a top slash dominant or bottom slash submissive. The hanky code was widely used in the 1970s by gay and bisexual men and grew from there to include all genders and orientations. And there's a, a photo to demonstrate and it's a man wearing jeans and he has about 20 handkerchiefs coming out of his jeans. There must be He's an just easier up for anything. system than having they, There should just be like a, a rainbow one. That means I'm up to... I'll hold your hand or I'll let you shit in my mouth. Well, you could just like, exchange business cards. With yeah, a, with a list of your a list of your yeah. Well, yeah. Or you could just go on the internet and have a list of your preferences on a website. Yeah, I mean the internet didn't exist when this code was up. So, I how did everyone find out this coding? So was there a guidebook somewhere yeah. that was issued? And, and how did they find out the locations as well? And how would locations start? Did they, did they have a meeting? But Guys, we're gonna you know the truck stop down the road. That's where we're gonna. That's where we're gonna implement the new system. <laughs> that's exactly the words they would have used yes yeah 
I, it's I think... been six months in planning. We've got we've worked out all the hex codes we need. Yeah, <laughs> and it's an international system, so I imagine that ISO were involved at some stage <laughs> yeah, in the definitely. proceedings. <laughs> Today, wearing colour-coded handkerchiefs or bandanas is the manner in which communication of desires and fetishes is achieved. A citation needed. I can't believe that this is still going on. In no, I, I think like it's one of those things no. that people say, and it's about urban legend, I think. And if it did happen, it was between, like, three blokes who just walked around with these bandanas on mm. and tried to make it a thing, and it didn't be a thing. It seems that it's too involved to have not been a thing at all, but I can't believe that it's still a significant thing. No, not in the modern day. There is no universally understood colour code, and regional codes vary widely. There is general agreement upon the colours for more common practices, particularly those with an intuitive relation between the colour and the practice, mm. such as yellow for Eurolangia. Am I pronouncing Work that right? I don't know. Why'd you look at me? I don't know. <laughs> Brown for coprophilia uh. and black for sadomasochism, but no absolute consensus for less common practices. Well, they need to get a team in, sort this out, and like put a proper thing in place because. I, who I knows? if you're gonna have, if you're gonna do poo stuff with another man, I think you should know him already. I don't think that. <laughs> I don't think it should be a casual thing. If you're gonna get someone to poo on you, you should. You should take the precautions. You shouldn't do it at a, but who are you a, to say? a public toilet. Who are you to say what two people that like doing poos on each other? I know, but come on, guys. They've got a code. It just doesn't work. If you're wondering what, what message you're putting out by the bandana that you were innocently putting in your back pocket without realising any of this, then I'll warn you what you've been mm. telling the gay community. Uh, black is S&M. Dark blue, anal sex. Light blue, oral sex. Brown is scat. That's disgusting. Green, hustler or prostitution. Oh, that's offering or seeking. Unclear. Grey, bondage. didn't say that one was disgusting. Or- <laughs> Just remember that, listeners. <laughs> Orange, anything goes. Ah. Purple, piercing. Piercing? Piercing. What yeah. does it mean, like... Not, I, I, you like you like piercings or just you're actually going to go and pierce each other? Because I bet that's a thing. Every, everything is a thing. Everything it is, is isn't it? That's, if you just think of it, like... That's but, why this code doesn't exist. Chris, come up yeah, with something wildly only... unsexy right now and I'll, I'll Google it and see if there's a fetish. Um, Asparagus. Good. Asparagus. That is definitely one, though. <laughs> is it? That's probably an asparagus easy one. Asparagus fetish, yeah, because it makes your wee smell of asparagus. So oh, people God, are probably yeah, well into so that. Bet. You feel um, that so Oh, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think of it quite quickly. Aren't you on enough registers already? I've just started. Re- <laughs> Shut up. I've just started reading um, a wiki article about asparagus, and well, I'll read it first. Another record of asparagus abuse is the freaky abnormal asparagus fetish, aka the FAAF disease. Faf. Yeah, faf. The freaky abnormal asparagus fetish. The only recorded case is is of the creators of the pornographic site Neopets who obsess and jerk off to asparagus. And I was reading this like it was Wikipedia, but it's Encyclopedia. The... Ah, okay. So I, I don't think that's true. But someone has clearly thought about it and typed it yeah, up. Yeah, you, you just did it. You li- Someone said asparagus and you made it sexy. Well, well <laughs> arguably. No, I was turned on. <laughs> of course. You can buy... <laughs> You can buy an e-card that says, I'm sorry the asparagus I had for lunch ruined our piss fetish sex. Uh, so that's nice if you want to send that to yeah, your loved one on their you birthday. Can, or... You can, but you probably shouldn't. Well, it's there. And it's been shared four times across the web. So yeah. there you go. 
Anyway, what's red? What, what <laughs> does red signify? Uh, fisting. <laughs> <laughs> and yellow mm. is water sports, and that's it. That's the end of the colours. Okay. Um, so from that, we can go back to our original picture we looked at with the man with multiple bandanas and find out that he's wearing uh, pink, red, black, white, yellow, dark, and light blue. Um, so basically into everything except anything goes and scat what anything goes is anything the one goes is orange so why doesn't he just have orange because he's not into scat anyone who's oh. wearing a scat one though is going to be into anything goes because surely that's so, the pinnacle you? yeah they're not going to turn perversion. oh you'll poo on me but I'm turning my nose up at oral sex yeah there's nothing worse than shit well actually mm. it depends what order things are happening in <laughs> <laughs> let's go back to the pinks let's go back to the colour pink come on piggy pink the colour piggy pink is a representation of the colour of a pink pig. David Cameron's favourite colour. <laughs> Everyone's done one now. I think. Yeah, we're, we're, we've all yeah. done a David Cameron joke. Yeah. The colour was originally called pig pink, but the name was later changed to piggy pink. It sounds nicer, doesn't it? And to it demonstrate this colour, there's a photograph of two pinks, which are very different shades of pink. T- two pigs. What does the two pinks? Two pinks. This it's is been a long day. Already. <laughs> But yeah, the two pigs that are in that picture, one of them is dirty. The baby pig is a very similar tone to piggy pink. Though. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'll allow it. So it should be piglity pink, maybe. Mm. That's a bit right. cuter as well. It's probably on there. But yeah, I'll, wait a minute, I will read out about piglity pink. <laughs> oh, I hope David Cameron's not into piglets as well. I bet he is. They're all at it, aren't they? Mm-hmm. Cherry blossom pink. I've skipped a load because... We've only got so much longer left to live. And there's only so much time in the world, isn't yeah. there? Uh, Wright has displayed the colour cherry blossom pink. Okay, it looks very similar to all the rest. The first uh, recorded use of cherry blossom pink as a colour name in English was in 1867. Cherry blossom <laughs> pink. <laughs> you read that like it was the most interesting thing you've ever heard. <laughs> this is my job. 1867. Look at that. Well, piggies, nobody thought to notice that a pig was pink until 1998. So, <laughs> And it took Crayola to do it. Yeah. Cherry blossom pink is an important colour in Japanese culture. In the spring, the Japanese people gather to watch the cherry blossoms bloom during the Hanami Festival. This custom has spread to the United States with the institution of the Cherry Blossom Festival in Washington, D.C. You just watch the cherry blossoms bloom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's nice. Cherry blossoms are great. Oh, they're nice so, to look at watching them bloom. I'm pretty sure they are. They watch, I can't actually remember what a cherry blossom looks like. Phil, There's... can you tell me the hex code, please? <laughs> <laughs> FFB7C5. Ah, of course, of course. You got it now. I've got it. It's in that's, that's right, yeah. Cherry blossom pink-coloured shirts are often worn to work on the 15th of September, a, day, a few days before the beginning of spring in the Southern Hemisphere, to celebrate Cherry Blossom Day in Brisbane, Australia. Citation needed. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Somebody's looked at that. Oh, bullshit. <laughs> Baker Miller pink. Baker Miller pink is a tone of pink that was originally created by mixing one gallon of pure white indoor latex paint with one pint of red trim semi-gloss outdoor paint. Mm-hmm. It is named for the two US Navy officers who first experimented with its use in 1979 at the Naval Correctional Facility <laughs> in Seattle, Washington. <laughs> At the behest of researcher Alexander Schaus. The colour is also known as Schaus pink after Alexander Schaus's extensive research into the effects of the colour on emotions and hormones, as well as P618 and drunk tank pink. 
Results of results of the use of this colour to paint the interiors of correctional institutes institutions has been mixed. Some prisoners have been calmed by the colours, but others have been agitated and disturbed mm. by it. Brilliant. <laughs> others have had gay sex all over it. <laughs> Dark pink in the bandana code mm. of the gay leather subculture. We've not talked enough about this. Wearing a dark pink bandana means that one is into tit torture. <laughs> yep. You could call it something nicer than that. What, tit torture? Right, let's diverge into the oh, tit torture article. Oh, no. no, we're not. We're not doing it. I've, oh, I've it, just, it, just redirects to, it just redirects to the BDSM article in general, and that is a long article. Maybe someday. Shall we talk about a massacre? No. Oh, no. <laughs> it was going so well, wasn't it? Shall we specifically talk about the Sinchon Massacre? No. The Sinchon Civilian Massacre was a mass murder of civilians committed between the 17th of October and 7th of December 1950 in or near the town of Sinchon, currently part of South Huanghei Province in North Korea. This took place during the second phase of the Korean War and the retreat of the DPRK government from Huanghe province. I don't really know much about the Korean War, to be honest. Nope. Phil? Mash. Okay. <laughs> oh, here we go. It's about as much as I know. Okay, good. Um, North Korean sources claim that approximately 35,000 people were killed by American military forces and other supporters during the course of 52 days, which would have been about a quarter of the population of Sinchon. Jack Wiley of The Militant claimed that, according to Rai Song Jin, a witness to the massacre, imperialist forces tortured many Korean patriots in the basement of the Sinchon church at the beginning of the occupation, then buried the dead and near-dead bodies in a trench. Mm. The dead and near-dead. Mm, yeah. Just bury them all together. Near the the Sinchon Museum of American War Atrocities was established in 1958 and displays remains and belongings of those who are claimed to have been killed in the incident. Kim Jong-il visited the museum in 1998 and Kim Jong-un visited in November 2014 to strengthen the anti-US lessons for our military and people and to powerfully unite the 10 million soldiers and people in the battle against the United States. So how, how much of this do we think actually happened then? That's not defending the Americans because God knows they've done their share of killing oh, yeah. and unlawful killing, as we have. But, but we being the people of Britain, not the presenters of this podcast. Yes, that's okay. what I was trying to get at. Yes, I, I am yet to kill. Um, <laughs> just a matter of time. Not humans, anyway. I am yet to kill. Um, yeah, or is this just propaganda? Or maybe you know it's what? a bit of both. I think it's a bit of both. Probably though. a bit of both. I mean, from the sounds of it, strengthen the anti-US lessons for our military and people. Yeah. Other is countries would say to remember how bad to war is. and to learn. To strengthen And to not do that again. But yeah, a bit of like, a different take of it. Yeah, let's prepare our so battle against the US. A bit of both. Okay, so that that section I just read was entitled North Korean Claim. Oh, okay. Ah. Then there's a separate section that is the NGO Claim. In a report prepared in Pyongyang, the non-governmental but allegedly communist-affiliated International Association of Democratic Lawyers lists several alleged incidents of mass murder by US soldiers in Sinchon. 
alongside claims that the American troops had beheaded up to 300 North Koreans using Japanese samurai swords and that the US Air Force was using bacteriological warfare in Korea. Relying on oral testimony from North Koreans, the International Association of Democratic Lawyers claimed that the Sinchon massacre was overseen by a General Harrison or Hallison, an apparent reference to William Kelly Harrison, who they allege personally conducted many atrocities. Their report claims that Harrison took photos of the massacre. There is no evidence to confirm their testimony and Harrison was reportedly shocked by the claim. Other reports also concluded that there was no Harrison in the area at the time and that it was either a pseudonym or a false claim. The Institute for Korean Historical Studies, summarised in a Munoir Broadcasting Corporation report, concluded that both communists and anti-communist vigilantes were engaging in wholesale slaughter throughout the area and that the 19th Infantry Regiments took the city and failed to prevent the secret police that came with them from perpetuating perpetuating the civilian murders but did not participate themselves citation needed now that is where a citation is needed according to dong shun kim a former commissioner of the truth and reconciliation commission the sinshan massacre was carried out by right-wing security police and a youth group sung hoon han also states that right-wing security units were responsible for the killings South Korean novelist Hwang Sok Yong's The Guest, based on interviews with a Korean Christian pastor, also addresses the Sinshon massacre. And that doesn't really say. That doesn't really say anything. Yeah, there's nothing concrete there at all. It's just this thing happened. People died. This, yeah, that definitely happens, and it's just a big mess of. So blame. North said, Korea would have you believe that 35,000 people were killed at the hand of the American military and then there's suggestion that the killing was going on on both sides and it was all a bit messy. Messy. That's <laughs> my understatement of the week. Um, and the frightening thing is now it was 1950, it's too far away for yeah, anything more to happen no. even though a lot of the people involved are probably still alive. A few weeks ago we titled an episode of Wikishuffle Marvel Universe Phase 9 and that episode has received about twice as many downloads as all of our other episodes so from now on our policy is this Mm -hmm. we will be naming episodes after things that aren't anything to do with the episode but might come up on Google searches I think for this one we could play it safe and go with Fifty Shades of Pink because people might search for that think it's a smutty film yeah or a smutty podcast. Some, maybe some people if, like that. Is there such thing? Can you get podcast porn yet? You can probably you can probably get audio erotica. <laughs> Do you think? <laughs> I imagine yeah, that's a, a thing. It's a thing. Asparagus porn is apparently a yeah, thing. Yeah, that's true. Well, I don't think it was porn, but okay, all right. And I imagine there's an audio version of Fifty Shades of Grey. So the trick is then to basically name our episodes after whatever's the biggest Google search at the moment of the week. Yeah. Um, so. Biggest Google search this week is when do the clocks go back? Mm. <laughs> when and I suppose because the last thing we talked about was about old massacre, we could say when do the clocks go back to get resolution on these crimes? What? <laughs> Are you okay? I don't know. <laughs> it's either that or Cristiano Ronaldo. 
Um, and the, the link to North Korea atrocities <laughs> is even more tenuous in his case, I would imagine. I don't know much about mm. the man. He's not very nice, so maybe. <laughs> maybe. Maybe it's all down to him. Messi would never do anything like that. Oh, Cristiano Ronaldo. When do the clocks go back? See, now I've said it in the podcast, we can legitimately call yeah. the episode that. Um, just to go back for a second, when I was saying about the Fifty Shades of Grey audiobook, the first thing that comes up is a review sample. The audio version of E.L. James' best-selling erotic novel, Fifty Shades of Grey, pushes Tanya Gold to the edge. Fifty Shades of Grey, the audiobook, is read by Becca Bateau, an American actress who sounds like an anxious computer reading out pornography as punishment. (laughs) (laughs) That's the first thing. That is my next audible purchase. (laughs) Uh, We'll be back again next week. Will we? We have, yeah, we might be. We will. I don't know that any listeners will be, (laughs) but we will be back next week. Okay. Bye. 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 Oh, we need to do something about our adverts. Oh, what? The beginning? What sort of adverts? The ad, like, right at the start of the episode. Have you oh, had the them ADF recently? Ones, yeah, yeah, the... Oh, the traffic's diabolical! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, look at that! Unbelievable! Oh, unbelievable! Yeah, that one. Oh, it needs yeah. to stop. And we can't do anything about it, because they're... They're hosting it. They're hosting us for free. That was a very good impression of an Thank you. Cabbie. Thank you. I've been practicing all week. <laughs> I don't think there's anything that we can do about that. No, we just have to roll with it, don't we? It's quite sad. I think, I, I think the annoying thing is it has been the same for a number of weeks now, which is the annoying part. There were some Domino's was... pizza ones that weren't too bad. Yeah, and there was an insurance one that wasn't too bad. Yeah. Um, but now we have and that one wouldn't that. have been so bad if it hadn't been, I heard it so many bloody times. Just skip it. I mean, you can skip it. Yeah. In fact, yes, listeners, skip all of our advertising. Yep, all of it. (laughs) Don't pay any attention. Okay. (laughs) Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.